This message you're about to listen to was recorded live at the Redeemed Christian Church of God, the Throne Room Parish, Transcorp Hilton, Abuja. Be blessed as you listen. Matthew chapter 2, I read from verse 1. If we have the time, we'll read from verse 1 to verse 12. Now, when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. When Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. Let me read from verse 9. From verse 9. When they had heard the king, they departed, and lo, the star which they saw in the east went before them, till it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. And when they were come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gift, gold, frankincense, and my, and being warned of God in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed into their own country another way. This morning, I want you to understand that wise people still seek Jesus. Wise men, wise women still seek Jesus. Those that are truly, really wise, they see Seek Jesus. And seeking Jesus is wisdom. What is wisdom? Wisdom is the capacity to see things from God's own perspective. That's wisdom. When you see things as God is seeing them, when you act on them according to scriptural principles, that is wisdom. In other words, divine wisdom is understanding God's opinion on earthly circumstances. And using such in situations of life. Divine wisdom is the instruction of God correctly applied to remove the obstructions of life. Divine wisdom is the instruction of God correctly applied to remove obstructions of life. Those that still seek Jesus are wise, they are not foolish. And wise men from the east were seeking Jesus and they came to the place where he was born. Wisdom is very important. Wisdom, the wisdom of God, is that which enables men to judge what is the best end and the best means to attain them. That is wisdom. I pray this morning you will be wise. You will be operating with divine wisdom in the name of Jesus. Wisdom is doing what is divinely required to acquire what you desire. That is wisdom. Wisdom. And if you are not wise, you cannot rise. There are many people who are not rising in life today because they are not wise. They are not wise. That's really why they are not rising. They are not wise. Many are foolish. That's why they are not rising. I see you rising in life. In the name of Jesus. You go through the Bible, you see examples of men who operated with wisdom in their generation. There was Enoch and Noah. They were very wise. 
wise enough to walk with God in their own generation. And they were excluded from the vicissitudes and the calamities of life. They were very wise. They knew the right things to do. And they did the right things the right time. In their generation. Read about their lives. They were distinct. They were distinguished. They operated with divine wisdom. Oh, that men and women of this generation we operate with divine wisdom and become distinct. I pray for you that you'll be operating with divine wisdom in the name of Jesus. You go through that scripture that we read, you see some things that you need to learn. I just want to reel out some things to you before we pray. Number one, wise people still approach Jesus. They still approach him. Wise people. Matthew chapter 2 from verse 1 to 10. Wise men and women still approach him. They still come to him. Fools don't come to him. Look at Psalm 14 verse 1. Psalm 14 verse 1. The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. They are corrupt. They have done abominable works. There is none that doeth good. Wise people still approach him. Are you wise? You need to approach him for your life for the way forward, for divine direction. Wise people still approach him. Number two, wise people still adore him. Matthew chapter 2, verse 2 and verse 11. Those who are truly wise, they still adore him. They don't only approach him, they adore him. They worship him with everything in them. They still adore Jesus, wise people. And I believe those that are in church today, you are wise. And I see you rising with wisdom in the name of Jesus. Wise people still adore him. And that's why we must learn to adore him rightly. John chapter 4 verse 24. Adore him rightly. Learn to adore him rightly. Learn to adore him reverently. Learn to adore him responsively. Because wise people still adore him. Number three. Wise people still adorn him. They bring things to him. They bring the right things to Jesus. Wise people still adorn him. Matthew chapter 2, verse 11a. Matthew chapter 2, verse 11a. See what they brought to Jesus. Very wise people. See what they brought to Jesus. They brought him gold, frankincense, and man. And these ones have meanings. These people were truly wise. What they brought spoke a lot about Jesus. His present, his past, his present, and his future. What they brought, for example, gold, represents his sovereign dominion because only kings are presented. Those days, you present gold to kings. And gold was a present for king. Gold, the most precious metal. Gold represented his sovereign dominion. Frankincense represented his sinless deity. His sovereign dominion, his sinless deity. If God was a gift of wealth for king, then frankincense was used to worship the king. So you see, gold, a sign of his sovereign dominion, and you see frankincense, a sign of his sinless deity. And they brought a third thing, Ma, his sacrificial death. His sinless, his sovereign dominion, his sinless deity, his sacrificial death. When they brought man, they were already 
talking about the child that is born to die. Very wise people. What they brought spoke a lot about the life of Jesus. His sovereign dominion. His sinless deity. And his sacrificial death. Wise men still approach Jesus. Wise men still adore Jesus. Wise men still adore Jesus. And number four, wise men, wise people still acknowledge Jesus. They acknowledge him as Lord and Savior. They acknowledge him as Lord of the universe. They know in him all things consist. Outside him, everything scatters. They acknowledge him as the creator. The creator, the Christ, who came to the crib, the cradle, from the crib, the cradle to the cross, from the cross to the crown. He's no longer in the major. The one who was in the crib, in the major, moved from the crib to the cross, from the cross to the crown. That is the Lord that we serve. The one that was in the manger experienced the mystery of the cross. Is now the mediator with majesty who is there crowned in heaven. That's the kind of person that we serve. Wise men still acknowledge him. Matthew 2 verse 12. Number 5. Wise men still admire him. Those who are truly wise, they admire him. They admire the way of Christ. They admire the work of Christ. They admire the wisdom of Christ. They admire the works of Christ. They admire the worship of Christ. Wise men still admire him. I believe there are people here who admire Christ. They know that he is peculiar. He is special. No other one like him. Bigger than the biggest. Higher than the highest. More powerful than the most powerful. Is there anyone admiring him? Shake your hand and shout hallelujah. Wise men still admire him. Wise men still admire him. And number six, wise people, wise men and women still advertise him. They advertise him. They talk about Jesus all the time. They can't do anything without talking about Jesus. Wise people still advertise him. Matthew chapter 2, verse 2 to 10. That's what truly wise men do. That's what your pastor is doing here. That's what I do. Advertising Jesus. That's what those wise men did. They came to Bethlehem. We are looking for the king. We are looking for the king. Even the king then, the human king there, Herod, was shaking because of the advert. Wise people still advertise him. I pray for you that as you advertise other products, you'll be advertising the creator who has made heaven and earth in the name of Jesus. Number seven, wise people still accept him. They still accept him. They don't only adore him. They don't only approach him. They also adorn him. Wise people adorn him. They also acknowledge him. They admire him. They advertise him. They accept him. They know that Jesus is peculiar. Very peculiar. Like I said, in him all things consist. Outside him, everything scatters. That's why even you, you heard what Trump said. He said people say I'm famous, but there is none as famous as Jesus. He's unique. What really makes Christ peculiar? There are so many things. I tell you three. He's peculiar in his advent. The way he came, he's peculiar in his advent. You see Philippians chapter 2, verse 5 to 8. Philippians 2, verse 5 to 8. He's peculiar in his achievements. Look at what he 
did, the pain of his achievement, the power of his achievement, the price of his achievement. He's peculiar in his achievement. Philippians chapter 2, verse 8. He's peculiar in his advancement. Philippians chapter 2, verse 9 to 11. He's peculiar in his advancement. Philippians chapter 2, verse 9 to 11. You see, just three. Look at his peculiarity. He's peculiar in his advent. He's peculiar in his achievement. He's peculiar in his advancement. His name is exalted above any other name. He's exalted in his name. Exalted in his fame. Peculiar in his advancement. This Jesus that we celebrate this day. He is no more in the manger. Like I said, he has moved from the manger to the mystery of the cross and to become the mediator crowned in heaven, mediating for you and for me. That is how peculiar he is. And there are lessons, many lessons we learn from these wise men. If you are truly wise, learn these lessons. For example, the wise men show us how to recognize the Lord. And you need to study how to recognize the Lord in circumstances and situations. Matthew chapter 2, verse 9 to 11. The wise men show us how to recognize the Lord. The wise men show us how to reverence the Lord. Not only to recognize him, but to reverence the Lord. Matthew chapter 2, verse 11. The wise men show us how to rely on the Lord. If there are people that can learn to rely more on God, even as we celebrate the birth, life will be better. Because there is what we call the God factor in life. If we learn to rely more on him than contacts and connections, life will be better. Because the God factor is the key that can open every door for you. I pray for you that you will learn to rely more on God. So wise men show us how to recognize the Lord. They show us how to reverence the Lord. And they show us how to rely on the Lord. I pray you'll be relying more on him. In the name of Jesus. If you also read that Matthew chapter 2 verse 9 to 12. There are so many things. I'm only just looking at the surface. They teach us lessons about determination. See how wise men follow the star. They were determined. Even when they were no longer seeing the star. They were still seeking for Jesus. How do you follow him when things don't seem to be working well? When God was giving you direction, guidance and directive. As, and suddenly you are not hearing from him. You remember they got to a certain state in their life. They, were not, they didn't see the star. But they were still seeking for Christ. So wise men teach us lessons about determination when you are following Christ. Determination to find God's promises, God's plan, and God's presence, God's power as we journey in the journey of life. They teach us lessons about determination. Number two, they teach us lessons about delighting in God. Not just about determination, but delighting in God's goodness, in God's grace, in God's guidance, in God's gift. Delighting in God. And these wise men teach us lessons about devotion to God. Matthew chapter 2, verse 11. About devotion to God. These wise men teach us lessons about challenges. Look at the challenges they faced when they were seeking for Christ. They didn't give up. They teach us lessons about how to triumph over challenges. They teach us lessons about charity, about giving. They didn't go to Christ empty-handed, as many of us do, to just ask for him without giving him worship, without giving him gift. They teach us lessons about challenges, teach us lessons about 
charity, about love. They teach us lessons about changes. Change. Change that can take place when we find Christ. You read verse 12 of that Matthew chapter 2. You see how they are finding Christ brought changes. I pray for you. Those of you who say you have found Christ and those who will find Christ today that people will notice the changes. You know, if you read that verse 12 of Matthew chapter 2, they didn't go the way they came. They went another way. They were changed people. They obeyed the instructions of God. They were changed. I pray that the birth of Christ, the acceptance of Christ in your life will bring about the needed changes in your life. We are in a season of change. We are not just celebrating the man who was born in the manger because he's no more there. Like I said, he's now the mediator between God and man. He's in heaven with God, doing a lot of work. He's our advocate, talking to God about you, bringing changes to life. This God wants you to live and experience higher ways, higher work, higher worship, higher wealth, higher wisdom. He wants you to be a high flyer in life. So as we celebrate him, please pay more attention to him and you will see the changes that you want taking place in your life. Life will not remain the same for you again. Please let me say this before I round up. I know we are following the NCNC um, protocol. We cover our faces. We obey the rules and regulations. But you remember the predictions that were made by those who say they have knowledge, medical personnel. They said there are going to be dead bodies in Africa. Africa, without good medical facilities, what you are going to see, what do you think we have done? That we are hearing about dead bodies around the world. But look at you. See how God has kept you. This God we are talking about. You know, sometimes, many of you don't think, some of you have entered vehicles with people who have COVID-19. Unknown to you, God commanded the demon of COVID-19. Touch not my anointed and do my child no harm. All those who have caught this virus, governors, ministers, presidents, they cover their noses and their mouth more than you. They are more compliant than you. You go to the market where there are many people infected with this disease, but when the demon sees you, he sees the mark of God upon your life. When you enter a vehicle, they see the mark upon your life. That's what is keeping you safe. Can we adore this God? Can we worship this God? I'd like you to rise up and just praise him. Lift up your hands and say, Lord, I thank you. I know it's not because I'm too careful that you have kept me. You are just keeping me by your grace. I must have been in places where these diseases abound. But your presence kept me. Your power kept me. Your protection kept me. Just lift up your hands. You can worship him in tongue. You can praise him, honor him, bless his name as we celebrate his birth. The one who has come to save us, to secure us, to supply our needs. Worship this God. Give him praise and glory. Honor him. Bless his name. He's the one who has been keeping you. And he will keep keeping you. You won't die before your time. So bless his name. Honor him. Worship him. Bless his name. That's the difference for those who are wise, who seek for Jesus, who seek to adore him, who seek to adorn him. They are protected. They are secure. They are saved. God 
has been mighty to save concerning you. Worship him. Bless his name. Thank him. Honor him. Worship his majesty. Give him glory as we celebrate his birth. Thank you, Father. And if you are out there, you have not given your life to Christ, you will be wise today to seek for Jesus. You will be wise today to seek for Jesus. And the God factor will be making the needed difference in your life. Is there anyone you want to give your life to Christ? Wherever you are, I'll pray for you. Every man has his grace and his gift. I have this grace and this gift. If I pray for you, the changes will be obvious. Starting from this moment. You want to surrender your life to Christ and say, I want this God to make the needed difference in my life. To keep protecting me, saving me and supplying my needs. Lift up your hand wherever you are and I'm going to pray for you. Is there anyone? Is there anyone? You put your hand upon your chest. Those who are watching online, this God came to save, to secure you and supply your needs. Accept him as personal Lord and Savior and your life will turn around. And I pray for you that all things will pass away and all things will become new. Every other person, stretch forth your hands. I want to pray for you. Lord, behold, these your children who have come to adore you, to acknowledge you, to adorn you, to admire you. These, your children, have acknowledged you as personal Lord and Savior. I thank you for protecting them. Up to now, it's your hand upon their life that has been keeping them away from the pandemic and other diseases because you have decided that they will not die before their time. Thank you, Father. I pray for them as their hands are stretched forth. Whatsoever you require to fulfill destiny, receive in the name of Jesus. Whatsoever will make you to be outstanding in life, that people will know you serve a living God, receive in the name of Jesus. Whatsoever will make that difference, positive difference in your life in this season of Christmas, receive in the name of Jesus. I pray for you that the favor that his life has come to give us, the supply and the security that Christ procured for us, you'll be enjoying them in the name of Jesus. I pray for you. You won't die before your time. You will fulfill destiny. You will reach your goal. You will finish well. You will finish strong. In the name of Jesus. In this season of joy, no sorrow for you. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, we pray. God bless you. God bless you. We believe you have been blessed by this message. To download this message, please visit our podcast at The Throne Room on your handheld device or computer. For any inquiries, call 08087-000004 or visit the Life Center at number 20 Colorado Close off Dame Street, Maitama Abuja. You can also visit our website, www.rccgthroneroom.org. You are highly lifted, highly favored. Thank you.